you're a smart, handsome, brilliant man in a shark costume. Who am I to, to argue with a man <laughs> in a shark costume? Let's be best friends. Hello, I'm Cole Sauer, and welcome to Let's Be Best Friends, a podcast where I talk to people that I barely know and try and convince them to be my best friends, because in times like these, who needs enemies? My guest today is a comedian, a musician, and host of Comedy Tonight on Twitch and ISO Late Night on Instagram, Mr. Dan Curtis Thompson. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm feeling jossome. Jossome, even. Yeah. I... Yeah. <laughs> you don't know you don't know street sharks you'll see i yeah i don't know street sharks have, as well they, have, they got catchphrases bro oh good like any good 90s cartoon we have catchphrases in store yeah so okay yeah. i guess the question one for me now is is explain that where do you get the shark costume oh i was born this way <laughs> oh yeah for sure uh no i got it uh uh two halloweens ago uh so i went to spain with my uh girlfriend at the time and uh, I didn't tell her. We were coming back home from Spain uh, on Halloween. So I didn't tell her, but I hid this in the, my luggage so that on Halloween, I went to the bathroom at the airport, put this on, and then I, I came back uh, on an eight-hour flight like this. So you you bought this costume in Spain. Just this, to embarrass a woman. This is a <laughs> European shark costume. This is a no party, party city bullshit. This is a oh. European costume. Yeah, you're, uh, no, 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 sorry, I got in Valley Village here, and I... Oh, okay. It. <laughs> that so seems that so much better. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, I'm not, I'm not a snob. I'm not a, yeah, you, you gotta, you're supporting local business so that you can embarrass a woman in an airport. That's right. My favorite right. part about that story is that it, in, in the, uh, the overarching plot of it, it's like, yes, you were embarrassing the woman, but then you really were the loser there because you had to sit in this, I'm assuming, quite warm costume for eight hours. Oh, I'm pretty warm right now. Yeah, I can imagine this, like, I'm hot, and I'm yeah. sitting here, I'm, I have nothing on underneath this, like, below this t-shirt. <laughs> and I'm boiling because I had to turn my fan off and close my window. Yeah, I know. This is a huge mistake, but I'm committing. I'm, the one thing I do know about you is you are always committed to the bit. Yeah. The same way I did on that airplane. I'm committing to the bit. And here's the thing. Uh, I told a bunch of people that I was going to do that on Halloween. And they're like, oh, Dan, don't do that. They're going to make security all upset. You don't want to fuck with airport security. I was like, oh, that sounds like a challenge. So, uh, so, <laughs> I mean, this is white privilege, honestly. But it's, uh, I just they, uh, they saw me and they started laughing. Like, yeah, get out of here. I wonder if I wonder like you said, it, it is white privilege for sure, because as a, as a cis-passing white man, you're just like, you can pretty much do whatever in an airport, because I do the same thing. Like, my, my carry-on luggage is an army bag that's always way too overstuffed. Like, right. anyone else would, would get stopped for that, and for them, they're just like, oh, that's a heavy bag, that's weird. Like, <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> I, wonder, yeah. I, I wonder where the line between suspicious and funny is for airport security. Uh, it's, it's a different color. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, it's so true. Okay, That's so. Bad joke, but it's real. Also, every time I take a drink, it looks like the shark's drinking, too. It's, it's good that the shark is staying hydrated. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's been out of water for too long. Yeah, yeah, that's why That's why you're going to see, you're, you're going to start sweating somewhere in this, and it's going to look like the shark's just just trying to get hydrated, trying to stay, trying to stay hydrated. <laughs> I was going to start pouring it over my head. <laughs> uh, so, 
to start off, Larry King always says that there's five key questions you have to answer in every interview, so I like to get them out of the way right at the beginning. It's who, what, where, when, and why. So first, okay. let's start with who are you, if you'd like to introduce yourself to the people. Uh, sure. I am Dan Curtis Thompson. I'm a Toronto comedian, and I uh, am looking forward to this. <laughs> uh, so first question. Got a lot going on right now, as you can see. <laughs> so first question, Dan Curtis Thompson, real name or stage name? Uh, that's my real name. That's actually, uh, it's kind of both, actually, because uh, most people don't obviously go by their first, middle, and last name. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm Daniel Curtis Thompson, actually, but uh, anytime I hear Daniel, it feels like my mom is getting me in trouble. Yeah. Uh, so I like Dan better. And, oh, also when I was in grade five, uh, my teacher, I was like, uh, he was like meeting everyone. I was like, I'm Daniel. And he's like, no, you're Dan now. That's a man's name. I was like. Okay. And he changed so then, your life forever. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm gonna make you uh, think about gender norms. I was like, ooh, hey. <laughs> I'm gonna make a man out of you, son. Your name is Dan now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, it is Dan Curtis Thompson, but I went by Dan Thompson for a while when I was uh, just doing like theater stuff and uh, acting, and then uh, a lot of man, this is horrifying. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this is a big mistake, but I'm committed. <laughs> Uh, then uh, uh, there's a few times people would like see me and they'd be like, I tried Googling you, but I couldn't find you. I'm like, oh yeah, because it's Dan Thompson. It's it's like John Smith, Dan Thompson. Yeah. So from the there, and that's my. So it's both my stage name and my real name. Perfect. So so we covered that you were a, a comedian. So so take me through a little bit of the because I know you started in theater. Mm -hmm. So so take me through a bit of that journey of of starting in in theater and then getting into Toronto comedy and and your kind of journey through Toronto comedy. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, so uh, when I was 18, I went to St. Lawrence College of Musical Theater in uh, Brockville, Ontario. Nice. Uh, it's like this tiny town in this tiny college. Uh, and the it was it was good enough school, but like, uh, you know, like it, it had its problems and everything. But I got I got out and I went I came to Toronto and I was uh, I, I was doing pretty all right with acting. You know, as I did a Shakespeare Festival, I got hired with uh, Sterling Festival Theater. I've been uh, reoccurring since then uh there and i did a bunch of children's theater but uh i always kind of wanted to do stand-up comedy ever since i saw robin williams uh live on broadway uh that my dad would rent for us as kids all the time mm. uh i always wanted to do that but I, you know i didn't really know how it just was like a kind of pipe dream and uh then near in like 2014 i, I was kind of like think uh uh pontificating on that idea more and more and then Robin Williams died that year, and uh, that that was just as sad for me as everyone else. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it kind of got me thinking. And this is kind of morbid, I guess. But I was like, you know, like life is is short. You never know when it's gonna end. Maybe I've been wanting to do this, and he was the inspiration behind that. Maybe I should give it a shot. So I hosted my. I, I put together a show uh, of a few comedians that I just like, knew from around the area. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it, like, it, like, we're, like, more acquaintances than anything else. And I put on a show called Oh, Captain, My Captain. And it was a, uh, a fundraiser for uh, the Canadian Mental Health Association. Uh, all all the money that we raised that night was donated in Robin Williams' name. Uh, and it was, like, just a Robin Williams tribute show. And it was my very first time ever doing stand-up. And I hosted it, which was insane. Wow. Yeah. But, like, so many people came to go see it because, A, uh, you know, I was new and so I could bring people. Uh, and B, because it was Robin Williams, uh, which everyone loved. Mm -hmm. So we 
hacked out the second floor of uh, SoCap, which is a very long room. It was like, yeah. it fits like 100 plus people. And we like overpacked it. And it was great. We raised, a, I forget how much, like 600 bucks or something that night. Um, and that was uh, the night I met uh, another comedian named Ariel, who uh, decided to put, uh, put me on other shows. And then I just kind of snowballed from there. And I realized that uh, the thing, I, I, I still like acting, but uh, this is kind of more my thing now because uh, uh, the thing, the difference between acting and stand-up, I guess, to me is like uh, with acting, with stand-up, I'm like, if I want to perform tonight, I can find somewhere to perform. Whether yeah. that's an open mic or ask to be on a show or whatever, uh, or put on my own show or whatever, uh, versus acting, I'm like, oh, I hope I work this year. Yeah, true. It you gotta it it it's exactly that. It's the difference between you have to be booked for acting, where getting booked is kind of like a choice almost in stand up. Yeah, and and I mean like with acting, I even like I did put on a few of my own self produced shows and stuff, but like they cost so much money yeah. and so much time for like not that much reward. And so, and on, honestly, sometimes you produce your own comedy shows and you don't really get much reward either, and that's mm-hmm. fine because it's not nearly as much money and time you're putting into it uh, to just be let down. It's just like, oh, okay, that didn't really work out. On to the next thing. But with, mm-hmm. like, the theater losses I had, I was like, oh, oh, oh how am I going to pay rent for a bit? Yeah. So, so it was just, it was just a, I, I like being more in control of my life, but while also not bankrupting myself. <laughs> that's, I guess, I think that's the 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 exact, like, the scales of, of being in the arts, right? Is that it's like, I want to do all these things, and I'm like, you, there's so many passions that you want to pursue, but then it's like, eh, I gotta pay rent. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I gotta I mean, not like be on the streets. Yeah, it's unfortunately uh, a, a reality that you have to live with as an artist, but uh, then you kind of have to. I don't know. It, it, it took me a long time, like almost ten years, to kind of figure out where where I want my artistic life to go. And uh, even if you decide to kind of, uh, you're you're doing this life. For so long you're like oh this is it i'm gonna be on broadway whatever your goal is mm-hmm. uh if you're going that but then you kind of divert to this one uh it doesn't mean that you can't ever kind of like jump into the other pools just like you know uh we're we are limitless is what i'm trying to say Cole. we are limitless man we are infinite so so you said uh so you always want to do stand up you said that uh the rob Wildman williams death was very influential in in getting you to kind of get started um, yeah, I just need someone to do something. When, so when did you when did you decide that arts was was your path? Like, so so you started with acting. When did you when did you sit there and go like, hey, I wanna I wanna act. I wanna do stand up. Like, I wanna get into arts and and really take a crack at it. Hmm. I mean, uh, that's a oh, that's an interesting question. I don't know if I I can't really think of a definitive moment because I'm just an old man who's forgetting his memories now. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was probably a, a variety of different, uh, you know what it might've been. It was, uh, also in grade five with that teacher who told me to, that my name's Dan now. My name's Dan that, now, son. He, uh, he put on like a Christmas play. I remember, I think it was like a, a fucking like mishmash of a bunch of different Christmas stories and it was really bad, but I was, uh, I, I played like some kind of ghost or something and some kind of Scrooge thing. I don't remember what ghost or anything. Just remember that I was a ghost in it. And uh, at the end, this is such a prima donna thing, but uh, at the end of the show, like at, at the curtain call, we're all bowing. And then uh, and people were really going nuts for us. And 
uh, everyone like walked off stage and then I personally ran back out on stage to give an extra bow <laughs> for, because I just loved the feeling so much. Oh man. Uh, and I don't know to, if we're going to be real, real, I, uh, I, I, I experienced like a lot of bullying in, in, uh, uh, in school. So like, I was never really like liked by the other kids as well as I never really did too well in like academics because, uh, I, I, I had like ADHD and like, uh, I was dyslexic and, uh, I just, uh, the school system didn't really know how to handle kids like me back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, all of that together led to this one moment where I felt like seen or recognized, uh, for, and, and maybe good at something that, uh, for the first time in my life. So I think that's what inspired the running back out onto stage. But I think that was the moment maybe that, uh, that got the ball rolling and oh maybe i'm good at this mm-hmm. so it was very much like, like there was like a n- not only did you get i guess the 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 uh the bite that i feel like a lot of performers get that first time they hear a big crowd reaction where they're like oh this is this is amazing i, I want this all the time yeah yeah it's uh it's like there, there's a my chemical Ro- I'm, a, I'm a huge emo kid too uh there's a my chemical romance uh song lyric that said uh it was it was the roar of the ca- it was the roar of the crowd that gave me heartache to sing. Oh, so yeah. Like, that's it. So so not only is it that, but it's also you found a bit of like a comfort kind of in that, in that you found, like that you found something that you were good at that you can kind of hold on to. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it was, and I think before that, I hadn't really found anything that I was really good at. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of uh, uh, the awkward kid that no one liked, uh, wasn't good at sports, uh, wasn't good in school. Uh, thought that I was like a stupid kid because uh, they put me in like special ed class because they're like, oh, you have trouble reading. I guess you're a retard. Like, oh, no. Yeah. And I know we couldn't say that word, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing what the teachers would actually say. Yeah. Well, it was the 90s, right? That's that's yeah. how it was in the 90s. Like, it's funny because you and I have kind of similar uh, uh, school experiences, it seems like. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was going through that in the early thousands when there was at least some kind of understanding of, of having like ADD and, and, you know, just sure. still wasn't nearly where it needs to be. It probably still isn't. I don't, I mean, I can't really speak to that now, but yeah, no. Yeah. That's I like, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine what it would be like in, in the nineties. Cause you know, it seems like it's not that long ago, but realistically it was 30 years ago. Like, like the yeah. amount of things that people didn't understand about it is, is, is huge. Yeah. Now I admittedly, it's like the late nineties for me, but yeah. Still, yeah. 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 It was, uh, uh so, who, what, where, when, what? So, last question. So, it, I have, why do you do the things that you do? So, I guess, it, it, what, because <laughs> arts, it's, it's a very vague question, but, but arts That's can be such a... Ask all the time. Arts can be such a, a, such a struggle, right? As we went through, like, with the financial and even just, just emotional, like, you know, you go to do a show and no one shows up or nobody laughs. Like, like it can be really hard. What, what keeps you going? after all these years? Cause you said you've been doing this, you know, all these arts things for at least 10 ish years, right? Yeah. yeah so so a, what keeps it going? That's a good question. Um, I, I, well, I kind of gave myself a bit of a timeline. Uh, I, uh, you know what, actually that's not even true. I, I did at first, but then I, I, I gave my, at first I gave myself like a 10 year timeline. And if I don't make, make it by then, then, uh, that was quotes by the way. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you can see wool uh, flippers. Uh, I gave myself a timeline. <laughs> I gave myself a, a ten-year timeline to to make it or whatever, and uh, then I kind of abandoned that right away, and I decided 
I wanted to take away any idea of a safety net uh, because at first I was like, okay, well, if I don't get, uh, if I don't make it in 10 years, then I'll, you know, I'll get a job doing this or, you know, I'll, I'll go back to school for that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I decided to take that away because I was like, no, if I have a safety net, I know I can fall into that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that possibility away saying, no, I'm going to do this. Uh, and I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's it's scary walking the tightrope, but uh, knowing that I if I fall it's over uh, is a motivation to keep balanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also that being said, uh, it, it, I think that there's uh, there's like this stigma uh, about uh, pe- people in the arts or, or probably anything really uh, when you're good at something, knowing that you're good at something, mm-hmm. uh, it, people are like, oh, you can't you can't know that you're good at something that's conceited or whatever. I'm like, I call bullshit on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you got to know that you're good at what you do. And mm-hmm. uh, you got to know that, uh, that if, if, if you don't believe in yourself to, to be able to do this, then no one else is going to. Mm-hmm. So that's ultimately the thing that keeps me going. I know that I'm funny. I know that sometimes I really fuck up on stage and I bomb, but uh, deep, but if that happens, that doesn't really, hurt me too much because that's a that's a passing moment versus what i know to be true deep down so you've so you've kind of grown that confidence then from being yeah. on stage and from doing this to the point where where you have that confidence of like i like that i know i'm funny i know i can put out a good show so yeah, know. you know if people boo if people heckle if i bomb it doesn't matter because tomorrow's the next day i mean like i don't want to say it as, as if like uh if i have a really terrible set it doesn't like make me bummed out or anything mm-hmm. that night but I, I'm, I'm pretty good now. And it's not just confidence I got on stage. This is like from therapy and like just, you know, life. But uh, I've given my, I've figured out that if I, if something goes wrong in that regard, like if I bomb or if I, you know, or even like outside of like stage stuff. Like if I, if I say something to someone that I'm like, oh, I wish it, oh, that was stupid or, yeah. you know, what, whatever it is, uh, I allow myself a moment to feel sad about that, but then I move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, of, instead of just being like, no, 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 keep your head up, keep your head up. I think that uh, I've done that before, and, and it uh, it does a disservice to myself. It it uh, versus this, uh, whew, I'm boiling. Um, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I can see it starting to starting to form. I was wondering how long the head would last. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I, I think that gives that does a disservice to me. So I just uh, I I focus on uh, letting myself feel that feeling, and then. And then going back to where I know to be true, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been I've been entertaining audiences for now uh, thirteen years. So, wow. uh, uh, in, not in always in stand up comedy, obviously. I, I've only been doing that for about six years, but uh, I, I I know that if if one the same way like uh, if in theater if you if you have like a small crowd that's not really that receptive, uh, you're kind of like oh that sucks, but it, yeah. Hey, We'll get them next next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I I try to kind of get that that uh, mentality in with myself, and it's harder when it's a solo act, right? Because uh, you don't have the other guys. But hey, don't worry about it. it was, that was that was them. We got this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of have that dialogue with yourself. I was wow. a long form for that. No, that's that's awesome. So you've you kind of have become your own cheerleader and therapist in that in that in that way, where yeah. you can kind of get yourself yeah. off the ground. Yeah, I'm a one-man damn band. Damn, a one-man damn band. I love it. Okay, <laughs> so 
we're going to get into to the thing that you chose to do to help us solidify our uh, our newfound best friendship. And if anyone uh, hasn't guessed by now, judging by our beautiful costumed uh, guest here, we're watching the first episode of Street Sharks. Oh, I loved this show as a kid, and I have not seen it since I was a kid. So I don't know if it holds up. I doubt it does. So that so I was gonna ask why Street Sharks. So that's that's the 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 impetus here is that you just wanted to to watch a show from when you were a kid and see if it still holds up. Well, yeah, because uh, when you asked me to do this, uh, you're like, so like, do you want to like watch a video game or play something? Or and I was like, ah, uh, I don't I don't really know what we can do. And you're like, well, we could watch something too. And I was like, we'll be really stupid to watch. <laughs> Oh man, we should watch Street Sharks. It's it's honestly it's something I've always wanted to do because we were talking about this a bit before the show. I love watching just weird early '90s and late '90s cartoons. Like I said, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of Biker Mars Bike Biker Mice from Mars. Yeah, that's yeah. that's oh. my Street Sharks. I love that yeah. show to death. That's amazing. And when you I know, like, I remember I went to my roommates with. With oh we're doing we're doing street sharks and they were like what in the hell is that and I was like oh you got it we got to Google it right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I think that like people who wrote who did like cartoons and stuff uh, uh, in the nineties they were on some serious drugs <laughs> oh yeah I think uh, a part of it is just I don't know if you've watched uh, the toys that made us I don't know if you've seen that on Netflix yeah yeah but uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode I thought was fascinating because so much of it is just people going like yeah we I mean, we had no clue what to do. Like, fuck it, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. No, I've actually never seen that episode. So, I, I, so excellent. Um, but you remember back in in like public school when on like Valentine's Day you had to like, uh, not if this is like a '90s thing or not, but you'd like go around with like Valentine's Day cards. Yeah, and, like, like little shitty cards with the stickers that yeah. kept them. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be like you know Justice League ones or or like Iron Man or whatever mm-hmm. they would be. Uh, I had uh, Street Shark once. Nice. Yeah, man. Oh, and man. Everyone. And everyone was like, you're weird. I'm like, yeah. Mine when I was a kid was uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. I always got I always got either Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon ones because I was like the nerdy kid. So everyone yeah. else got like, like normal ass ones. And I would right. always go with my mom would be like, you have to get Valentine's Day cards. You have to do it. It's part of the whatever. I was like, okay. Yeah. But then I get to choose them. And I always yeah. would go for either Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon. Nice, nice. I always got like either... Street Sharks. I think Street Sharks was actually probably only like one year, but like uh, when it was like popular, then it died. Uh, uh, but mostly it was, uh, I did a lot of Pokemon because I like that. I never did Yu-Gi-Oh! That's a little bit after my time. But yeah. I, I, Batman. Ooh, man. Yeah. Oh, and, and Power Rangers. Ooh, you're pa- Okay, wait, who's your favorite Ranger? Real quick, before we start. Uh, probably Zack, Black Ranger. That's my boy. All right. Hell yeah. I, I, I liked him the best because he, he had cool dance moves. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a basic kid. I'm Red Ranger till I die. Any any yeah. any Power Rangers I've ever seen in my life, I'm Red Ranger till I die. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Always. Oh, like, what was your Power Rangers? Because I'm talking OG. That was mine. Mine was mine was OG because I oh. I was young, but I had an older brother, and I so I hung out with a lot of the older kids. So right, I would right, watch right. some of the older shows. So I was like right. OG Power Rangers, OG Pokemon. Like that was. Right. So I got all the cool. I got all the cool '90s kids opinion, even though I'm a little younger. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was always a uh, uh, for Power Rangers, always Team Zack, uh, Team Black Ranger, and uh, most also because I love mammoths. Oh yeah, because he was uh, what was he? He was Bully Mammoth, right? Mastodon. Yeah. Oh man, so good. Okay, so I'm I'm ready to start. If you're ready to start. Yeah, man. 
Uh, let's get it going. We got it going, and... Beautiful. Street shot. This is the greatest television show ever made. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's even got a beautiful, like, cheesy 90s intro. Mm. That's the thing. They, they always had great theme songs. They always had great theme songs. If you watched you any 90s song? show, <laughs> you, can always, you always got a good theme song out of it. Oh, yeah. I'm in, oh, and they got... You gotta have you gotta have the vehicle so you can sell the toys. Oh yeah, there's a lot of toys with these guys. It's funny because you can literally you can literally pinpoint out it's like, oh that was that's so they can sell a toy, that's so they can sell a toy. <laughs> I love that about nineties cartoons. Yeah. Brought to you by Hasbro. Yeah, literally. They're just eating stuff. Oh, this is so good. Okay, this is perfect. So while we're while we're watching our first episode, let let me get into the end of the conversations here. Let me get into the uh, the topics here. So, uh, as everyone out there knows who's been watching the show, we do all of our questions based off of common conversation starters that we find online. We also take uh, questions from social media. So, if you like the show and you want to uh, submit a question, you can either do it in the comments section down below, or you can tweet uh, you can tweet me or Instagram on any social media. I'm at Old King Cake. Our first question uh, is: What was the last? funny video you saw and I ask this because as a comedian I trust your judgment in comedy implicitly mm. what was the last video you saw that really made you laugh Ooh. oh that's a good question because I'm uh, I kind of have that comedian thing where when I watch videos by myself I was like hmm. yeah the, a lot I've noticed that when you watch thing like even if you just watch stand-up with other comedians they're always kind of like yeah, like there's not that that nice big laugh, so it always interests me to see what comedian because I find comedians laugh at the at the weirdest and stupidest shit. Yeah. Um, hmm. Oh fuck, that's a really good question because a lot of the stuff that I I actually watched uh, on uh, on my own is just like stuff about like science and space and stuff like that. I'm a huge huge nerd for that shit. Um, so the last thing that really made me laugh. Uh, what you know what uh, I I get a good kick out of uh, there's a YouTube series uh, called uh, Pitch Meetings. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but it's on uh, Screen Rant, I think maybe. Uh, but it, it, you, they have like over uh, 150 different videos, and it's, uh, this one guy who does like uh, like basically he goes through all the. Uh, he, he pitches a movie that's already been made, like Jurassic Park, and he, he like uh, it, he plays uh, the guy who's pitching it as well as the guy who's uh, like the executive he's getting he's pitching to. Okay. And they, they uh, break down everything that happens in the movie, including all like the crazy plot holes and stuff like that. And they're okay. Like, oh, whoops. And uh, and those those make me laugh quite a lot. I love so like they would do Space Jam and they would be like, so we're doing a basketball movie. Uh, Michael Jordan's yeah. in it, uh, and uh, the Looney Tunes uh, if they fight yeah. aliens. Yeah, and uh, and then like switch to him as the uh, as the uh, executive, being like, oh wow, 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 wow. Like, like, uh, <laughs> like he, they, he plays it so uh, stupidly optimistic on both sides, and I mm. think that's very funny. Oh, so it's just it's just like it's almost like a double straight man thing of them just completely pitching this movie straight. Uh, it's almost like a double wild card. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, they're they're both like kind of crazy characters uh, that uh, pitching and receiving, and uh, all shit. There's a crayfish that's huge. Why is that? Okay. Anyway, um, I I gotta mention I, I I don't know if I already did or not, but I've not seen this since I was like a kid, so it's already insane. I already, my favorite part is that you can, I love the animation of, let me out of here, his arms like this. <laughs> let me out of here. <laughs> you know when you, when you really feel threatened and you have to point? You have to something. point, and you have to point like you're like pointing up and down at them? Oh, damn. Homie just oh, yeah. got He's spiked. Got you know that that guy's a bad guy because he has an eye patch. Because he's got an eye patch and an accent. This is the 90s. <laughs> Yeah. He's really he's checking off all the lists. He's got an eye thing. It's always either a patch or a scar. He's got an he's got a European accent. He's yeah. bald. He's got the black coat. He's he's evil head to toe. <laughs> he found uh -oh. he found his little Second. Digimon watch. Mutants. I already I'm already watching this and I'm like if little six year old Cole was watching this, he would go ham for the for the toys on this. Yeah, man. So good. Um, okay, so, yeah, that, that would be my answer for that. Oh, the, that's, uh, that sounds amazing. I, I will look it up afterwards. You got it. And you can pretty much search up any movie you can think of, and you've done a pitch movie for it. Mm -hmm. I, I love shows like that. I love any any anything. I'm a big movie dork, so I love watching videos like like the, the, the Thoughts from the Screenplay. I don't know if you watched that one at all. Or was it? Uh, Message from the Screenplay, something like that? Okay. Where they just they just no, take a screenplay and they break it down. So they like they take like the matrix and they break down all the themes and like you know and they'll usually focus on one thing. So it'll be like like gender uh, gender exploration in the matrix. Break it down. Lessons from the screenplay. That's what it's called. Really, really, really good. Oh man, I gotta check that out because I also I I love a lot of like uh, channels that break down movies and stuff. Like Phil Mento is a really good one, and uh, yeah, I, I watch a lot of that shit. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, pitch meetings he stays up to date too. So like uh, like Sonic movie that just came out, he's dead one. So like if a movie just comes out, he'll pretty much do a pitch meeting on it the next day. I love that. Yeah. Okay, our second question. Well, I think I think we're meeting our main characters here. Everyone seems to be. Oh yeah. These are the these are the teenagers. I love I love that he just got this crazy contraption to get him eggs and toast. That was a big thing. You remember, like a lot of movies was like Pee Wee, uh, Pee Wee's uh, Herman would have like openings like that where it just like be just all this not stuff you don't need to do the most simple things. People loved that back in the nineties. These big contraptions for making eggs specifically. Yeah, it was like that's that's what I always remember. It was always it was always making breakfast because like, Wallace and yeah. Gromit was like that. Like all the British yeah. cartoons and stuff all had the oh what are they called? Oh man, Rube Goldberg machines were huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I love I love I love that it's always breakfast. I don't know if you watch they they have YouTube channels now where people just make these these crazy contraptions, these Rube Goldberg machines. Really? Oh, oh my god. Cool. There's one, I don't remember what it's called, but there's one really good one. I'll, I'll link it to you after we do this. It's so, so, so cool. Where uh, the most recent one is he was like trying to get, he was sitting across the table from someone trying to get them to pass the salt. And it's like yeah. a 15 minute video of getting the salt what? from one of the table to the other. Oh man, I love that. So good. That sounds fun. Uh, our, second, our second question, this one's from thoughtcatalog.com. And it's, uh, if you could physically fight any historical figure, who would it be and why? 
Oh. I can physically fight any... You have to have a one-on-one UFC fight with, with any individual from history. Who is it and what? And you can't say Hitler. I feel like I feel like Hitler's the easy one. We can't say Hitler. No, I don't want to fight Hitler. He's got enough going on. <laughs> He's got enough time travelers coming back to beat his ass. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I, I always thought it was interesting. People always uh, say they want to go back in time and kill baby Hitler. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you go back in time and raise him right? That's, in, that's an interesting take on it. So you're very much on the nurture end of the nature versus nurture argument. Yeah. Why, why are you wanting to kill a baby? You're a monster. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna time travel back to 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 forties or whatever early nineteen hundreds Germany. You're gonna kidnap a child, and raise it so it's no longer Hitler. Oh yeah, I'd do that. I love that. You're gonna adopt. Yeah. You're gonna adopt baby Hitler. Do you then bring him back to the future with you, or do you raise him in nineteen twenties? What's that, sir? Are you gonna bring baby Hitler back to the future with you, or are you gonna raise him in the nineteen twenties? That's a good question. I mean, like, uh, I think it, I think the internet and all the alt right memes would just affect. Yeah, that that's gonna corrupt a minute. Also, if I brought him back to the future, just that would be like mess up something. Because if I bring baby Hitler to the future, that means World War Two didn't happen. Ooh. So maybe there aren't. Hmm. That's like a t- that's a little paradox. Thing. That is a man. That question actually sparked right. something crazy. Because if you take if you take World War Two out, there's no neo Nazis, right? Yeah. So. But then, there, but there'd be something. There'd be else. something. Hate, yeah. hate exists. That it exists yeah. no matter what. But if I went back and raised baby Hitler, right? Maybe he'd like to cure cancer, and then people, whenever someone in 2020 would say Hitler, they'd be like, oh yeah, that guy. There's a billion babies named Adolf now. There's... Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are named Adolf after him. Oh man. And like, yeah, and it would be Adolf Hitler Thompson. Adolf Hitler Thompson. <laughs> That's the title of the episode. <laughs> I think I'm being too optimistic and nice about Hitler right now. Yeah, I think I think I think we're gonna get people who are just like these guys just talked about how great Hitler is for ten minutes. I don't know if I like this show. Uh, if I but if I could physically fight, oh, you know what? It'd be Gandhi. Gandhi. Yeah. I, explain. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me why you want to fight Gandhi. Because I'm not a big guy, but he's even smaller. I could win. So you're going purely off the I want to win. So I'm choosing someone who will let me win. Yeah, I don't if I get into a fight, I don't get my ass kicked. That's fair, so yeah. That's honestly, I, I didn't think of that option, but I think that is an excellent option. It's just like he's he's skin and bones, like as long as no yeah, one's watching, because if people are watching, you might get some heat for it. Yeah, I don't know about anyone else, but anytime I hear anything about Gandhi, I'm like, I can take him. I can I can take him. Hey, that guy beta cuck. Oh, Tell you that like, much. Okay. He's not. <laughs> you think he's so cool? You want to know why he's so peaceful? Look at him. Yeah, yeah, it's because he it's because he doesn't get into fights. But me, I'll fight him. You're like a high school gym coach. Just like let me at him. <laughs> I'll whoop his ass. Plus, like I think I don't know if this is true. I hope I'm not starting a rumor, but I think I read something about him like being like domestically abusive or something. So like, oh yeah, yeah he's he's low key actually a horrible person. Oh, there you go. So then, like it's it, it works all the way around. Yeah, I I I don't know. It's one of those things that, like, it's the same thing where, like, I I don't know because I haven't read up on it because I'm not I'm not smart enough to have an opinion. But people who are smarter than me that I trust the opinion of were like, oh yeah, he did like this and this and this and this, and I'm like, all right, cool, man. I guess I guess I guess we beat up Gandhi. Cool, cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll need to read up on that. But yeah, I think I've heard those rumors before too. So like, if that's true, uh, then I would love to get into a fight with a domestic abuser who I can win in the fight. Yeah, then then you get the ultimate brownie points. Yeah, if I can't win the fight, then I'm not. I always be like, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> hey, I tried. I'm making a difference. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love the answer of Gandhi. Uh, this is actually one I found that I that I really like. This is off just a random blog I found. Uh, what's your go-to conversation starter? We're doing all these conversation starters. What's your go-to conversation starter? Oh, um, I don't know if I have a go-to conversation. Probably. Uh, do you like do you like street shirts? <laughs> do you like street? Hey, baby, you like oh, street shirts? By the way. Oh, this is our first transformation. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Check out oh, your Al's, poor Al, man. I love that that's their hot take. Check out your face. Man, this is where the whole budget went. Oh yeah. Bankrupt the entire the entire show. My favorite part is when I was googling street sharks on the internet. It was like, I was like, I just googled street sharks, and the first thing that came in Google was like, what kind of sharks are the street sharks? And I was like, who is doing this much research? Oh. That's a whale shark. The okay. Orange one, whale shark. Uh, dark blue is a great white. Uh, the one with the stripes is tiger shark, and the brown one is a hammerhead. You just know off the top of your head. Yeah. Truly a street shark sufficient. I'm talking to the right person about street sharks. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I mean, understand. Like, I also just like, as I was saying, I watch a lot of stuff about science and like the oceans and stuff. So I just, I love sharks too. So. That's oh. just, that's just what. What a transition. He just eats the audience. So good. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't really know if I have like a good go-to conversation starter. I mean, like I just, uh, I, I think I'm pretty good at uh, asking a lot of questions about other people. Like it seems like you're really good at that too. Obviously, you're interviewing me, but I think I'm kind. Of, I kind of have good interview skills too, in a mm-hmm. sense. So I think my conversation starter is just uh, trying to ask questions. I think everyone loves to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. So I, I think my my go-to conversation starter is asking about people. Do you think and asking about things like that? Do you think that that comes from hosting shows and and being a host, so you learn to kind of like work with a crowd and, and talk to people, or do you think it's the other way around that your your talking to people helps you as a host? I think it could be a little bit of both. I mean, I think that like anything, it's a skill that like. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've had like a few podcasts and stuff. Um, so I have been practicing and trying to hone that skill. But at the same time, like, I think that maybe it comes down to like a part of me where like, you know, I've, I always want to like fit in with people and, you know, like I've uh, just a, a desperate need to try and make people like me. So like, I think I've, I've like, like, I, I know that people like to talk about themselves because I read up on that. I was like, what right. are people, like, how do you get to know people and stuff? I'm like, how are you, how, how should you be on a first date? Like, I've read a lot of, like, articles and stuff when I was younger mm-hmm. uh, about that stuff. So, like, uh, I, I guess that it's, like, both learned and uh, uh, and uh, practiced and uh, deep-seated insecurity. <laughs> I feel, I was about to say, when you said the, the that everyone likes talking about themselves, I think that that's like the introvert special in terms of learning to talk to people. Because I feel mm-hmm. like anyone I've ever met who has any kind of like social anxiety or or has troubles like 
talking to people or got bullied or wasn't popular or whatever, they all have that same thing where they're like, oh yeah, everyone likes talking about themselves, so that's how I, yeah, that's how and, I learned how to yeah. talk to people. And I guess like uh, maybe if there, oh man, this is kind of like therapy. Maybe I'm like having a breakthrough right now, but like maybe if there is like a, uh, some part of me where I'm like uh, worried that like uh, they won't like me, it's kind of like a good way to get the spotlight off of me. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know if that's necessarily true or not, but or or how much there is to that at, at least now in my life. But like, mm. I think there's something there for sure. Um, and also because like I'm on stage all the time, like I'm kind of. I, I, everyone always talks about how like comedians love to be the center of attention, but I actually don't really like to be when I'm not the center of attention. You know, yeah. like I I have my time in the in the actual spotlight. I don't mm -hmm. always need to have it when I'm just in a conversation. I think that's interesting because, because like a lot, and actually, I talk. I've talked about this uh, before on the podcast that that all performers uh, are inherently egotistical. Because I think mm -hmm. I think that's true. Because you know, I, I'll just talking to myself. I'm a huge narcissist. I stare at myself every day, essentially doing these like podcasts and streaming and all the stuff that I do. So like, there is there. There's definitely I think an egotism to performing. But I find it interesting when people are are like you are, where where you have that time in the spotlight and you recognize that like this is my time to shine i do my performance i make people laugh so on and so forth but then when you're not on stage you're like i want to talk to people like i don't want to i don't want to be the person talked about i find that really interesting yeah i mean like it's it's not as black and white as i think i'm making it out to be mm -hmm. i don't enjoy talking about myself too right I don't, and i and i don't like you know sharing uh, things about me or even being at the center of attention outside of being on stage. But I just also, I also like to, I don't know, I guess I like to share it more when I'm, when I'm talking to someone having like a, an actual connection, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And, and you know what, maybe in some egotistical way, I think that, uh, somewhere in my lizard brain, I, I think that, uh, uh, if I feel like I'm, I'm asking a lot of good questions, I think there's a part of me that's like, fuck yeah, you nailed that question. You nailed <laughs> it. Ah, yeah. you're nailing this conversation. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but, but I think there's some, some, I think there's some ego or ego or uh, narcissism in it as well. I, hey, listen, like I said, I respect it. I, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anything wrong with having some kind of ego. No, I think that it's, I, I think, think that's part important. of, I think it's a healthy thing. It just means that you care about yourself. Well, yeah, I think, I think uh, it's, uh, there's nothing wrong with confidence. In fact, confidence is very attractive. I think where it gets uh, unattractive is when uh, you don't acknowledge that, uh, uh, that that exists in other people, too. I, I, I think that's actually, I think it's a good outlook. Yeah. Uh, I think that, we're, I, we're getting near the end of this episode. So, I'm going yeah, to, we we're going to, I'm going to, oh, side note, bowls. again, we're that's talking good. about toys. The, that helicopter. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and they're 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 uh, oh they're just eating totem poles. This is so culturally insensitive. <laughs> like they gotta power up or something. They gotta they they gotta power up. They gotta eat some totem poles. Get some get some spirits yeah. or something in them. It's the you nineties. Totem poles. Um, oh yeah, look at the gun. That is a that is a large and in charge laser. Good lord. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, you, did you ask me a question? So, so this is gonna be our this is gonna be our last conversation starter question here. Uh, oh. This one is this one is from Reddit. Okay. Uh, if you've had more than one job, which I know you have, 
Uh, which job taught you the most? Mm, interesting. Um, which job taught me the most? Maybe. Uh, you know what? I, I actually I did learn a lot about. Uh, I, I did learn a lot of Starbucks when I worked there for a few years. Okay. Um, just in terms of like, I think that like, you know, as I'm getting older and coming more into myself, I'm, uh, uh, I'm not as uh, narcissistic or egotistical as I once was. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I still got ways to go, but uh, before I... You know how I said that the, uh, I don't, I didn't have uh, any safety net. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of thought of day jobs kind of as a safety net, and I think uh, on some some part of me like looked down on a performer that would have a day job. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, insane. Right. Uh, uh, and so it got to the point where I wasn't doing so well. Uh, financially so I was like okay I need to get a job and I got a job at, at uh, Starbucks and I think there's a part of me that was like oh I'm gonna be working with all these fucking losers who have to work at Starbucks oh th their lives are going so great and mm -hmm. so I had to like look at myself in the mirror and be like oh you're one of those losers <laughs> what who are you to say anything and then I just I don't know it, it kind of taught me a lot about uh I don't know, respecting other people and mm. uh, are and, and not looking down on, on people. It's like, it's, I wish it's not, I, I kind of wish it's not something I had to learn, but it was unfortunately, and I did. Um, so uh, it, that could be one. But then also I worked at another coffee shop called The Schmooze. And I, great shop. I, yeah, I, did I love great. that shop. Uh, and I learned a lot about cooking there. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so that's that's one that I is like a a nicer, less like monstrous lesson I had to learn. I like that the two options are like this huge introspective lesson on humility and the meaning of life, and also mm -hmm. I learned how to make fucking great sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like I learned a lot about like with like knife skills and stuff like that. So, uh, and I learned a few new recipes that I still make today. Oh, um, very cool. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I think the Starbucks one was a, a, a big lesson in humility for me. I I think that's really interesting because I, I I again we I've, I I find we, we get a lot of similarities when, when I when we talk about things like this because because I had the same thing. I remember when I was younger, I was a very I was very pretentious when I was when I was younger because I was like I'm, oh. a, I'm a fucking artist. I, I I'm I'm a you know, musician, and I make movies, and I'm I'm gonna be someone someday. If you're yeah. an artist who has a day like that, exactly that. But for me, it was like, if you don't pursue your dreams, then why are you like, what, what's life yeah. about if you're not pursuing your yeah, dreams? It felt, like, it felt like a waste of time. Almost. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was like if you're gonna like if you lo truly love art, you wouldn't be an accountant. And it was like I look back on it, same thing. And I'm just like, oh my god, yeah. what the fuck was wrong with me? Yeah, I had the exact same uh, outlook, and uh, it, it's interesting that you said that because I uh, about the want to be someone someday. Because mm -hmm. uh, I definitely had that mindset too. Like, I'm gonna be someday. What am I doing? Wasting my time at Starbucks mm -hmm. with these, these people, you know? Uh, and then I, I think a good, a hard lesson to learn, but a good lesson to learn was that uh, I already am somebody, and everyone else around me is already somebody, and uh, we will continue to evolve. Other. Oh, you're you're cutting out a little bit. Give me one second here. Yeah, we got some sirens. Oh. 
Fuck off, sirens. Okay, there we go. Uh, I was I was just saying that uh, uh, diminishing the idea that somebody is already a somebody, you know, like the mm. idea of being somebody some someday is kind of ridiculous because you're already a somebody and everyone else that you're around is already a somebody and uh, if that deserves its respect. I, 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 I mean, obviously, I think you're so right. Of course, you're a smart, handsome, brilliant man in a shark costume. Who am I to, to argue with a man in a shark costume? I think that's, I think that's a great, uh, I think that's a great outlook. So, uh, we finished our episode. I, it's crazy to me that the first episode of that show ends on our heroes surrounded by tanks and fighter jets. Yeah, it's a cliffhanger. That's a crazy, imagine being seven and being like, I'm sure they just eat the tanks or whatever because they're they seem to be indestructible. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you noticed it at all, but uh, one way they get around is by diving into the streets and then like swimming through them with their their fins. I did out. notice that. That's insane. That's, that's a lot of repair that that city. They're not helping the city. These are yeah. These are not good guys so far. <laughs> I don't, I don't know in, in what season we our heroes become heroes, but so far they're just kind of kids that got fucked up by science. Yeah, the kids that got fucked up by science and then fuck up a city and, like, make a lot of construction workers have to redo streets every day and cost the city millions of dollars. Creating jobs. Yeah. Fueling oh, the economy. True. That's true. They are heroes. So. Every kid wants a, their cartoon hero to be someone that fuels the economy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what. Hey, everyone was pissed that Man of Steel blew up a whole bunch of buildings, but they don't think about all those construction workers that uh that make money off that so That's who's true. the real hero here uh so we talked yeah, about at the beginning of the show uh you're the host of comedy t-o is it t-o night or is it comedy tonight comedy tonight has capitalized the t and the o to make it toronto i figured so you you uh you host comedy tonight on twitch yes, which is uh twitch.tv slash comedy bar toronto i think i have that right. right um and uh iso late night on instagram and i want to touch more on iso late night because that's okay. That's the newer show that you have going with Courtney Gilmore. That's right. Yes. So talk to me a little bit about about how this got started, what 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 you're doing with Isolate Night, and kind of uh, where we're going with Isolate Night. Oh man, there's a, this is actually kind of a crazy story. Okay. So uh, when uh, we came up with the idea, obviously when like COVID started, mm -hmm. uh, but this we kind of came up with the idea before anything had like shut down. We just we just knew it was coming, and we we're like, okay, well we how are we gonna keep doing comedy and stuff so we're like well why don't we do our own like late night show uh called iso and cordy came with the name isolate night mm -hmm. and we loved that and we just thought what if we had an hour long show uh we started out with doing it twice a week but that's just a bit too much work so now mm -hmm. we're down to once a week uh because like we want to enjoy our 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 three month mandatory vacation yeah know? of course <laughs> so uh uh it started out where we just like we're like how can we do as many dumb things as possible in one hour and see if people like it? Uh, and our writing process for the show is like, we'll be like, uh, what's like a really stupid idea uh, that probably won't work. Let's do that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So like we had like a game called like, uh, is this knife real? Uh, where, no. yeah. <laughs> uh, where, I had to, uh, I, t I uh, took a bunch of tin foil and wrapped it around a butter knife to make it look like a sharp knife. And I showed it to the camera, I'm like, is this knife real? Because if you say that it's not real, I'm going to stab Courtney with it. 
Oh my god. And people, and uh, the audience was like, no, nah, it's not a real knife. So then I like stabbed her with it. I was like, you guys, it's a butter knife. It's a real it's knife. It's a real knife. Lose. Got you. Yeah. You lose, and yeah. more importantly, Courtney loses. <laughs> so I, I pitched that idea to her. She's like, oh, fuck. So you want to stab me? I was like, yeah. She's like, all right. <laughs> Anything like, for content, yeah. brother. <laughs> we just like come up with like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like other um, really stupid games. Oh, we had a, a game called uh, uh, Dick Picks. Oh, no. Uh, where we we had decided uh, which dick pic was the best dick pic, and we would uh, have the audience decide, but the dicks were actually like uh, Dick Cheney, uh, Dick Sullivan, and Dick Tracy. And so uh, we That had scared me. Go- I was like, this is going to be on banned stories. I, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, so we just had like, audiences like vote on like who, their, who the best dick was, and uh, we, we do like uh, taste test challenges. Like We do like the Pepsi and Coke challenge to see if we can figure out which is different, but mm-hmm. uh, we let the audience decide which is which by us describing the flavors. Ooh, I like that as a twist. I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. so we just do, like, a bunch of, like, really dumb things. We get, like, stu- uh, guests on to, to come on and be, like, really... Like, we had a uh, comedian, Kyle Bergstrasser, come on uh, as a jalapeno pepper who was so spicy, he was always in pain. Oh. Uh, and that that was the whole bit. Like, and we'll, we'll like, toss bits, because, like, we came up with that idea, and we, like... Tossed to, to Kyle. We're like, we feel like you'd be good for this. You want to mm-hmm. come on? He's like, what do I do? I'm like, whatever you want. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, here's there's the premise. No roll with it. Yeah. Now, like, there's no, there's no stakes. It, it's low pressure. It, this is, the show doesn't matter. Just have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, our way of making money with that is we have a PayPal account. Uh, it's paypal.me slash isolate night. Uh, and we would, uh, we would, promote that every show and how people would donate mm-hmm. but we were noticing like no one no one ever donated so we're like oh whatever this is just for us mm-hmm. uh and suddenly uh we we made a uh isolate night um instagram page mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere it was taken over uh someone had hacked the account oh and, wow uh all the people that we were following were uh, including like me and courtney are uh, we're not being followed anymore and now they were being fo- uh, the only follower uh only person who was following was this guy named reese muldoon uh, and we looked him up, and he, uh, on his page, was so many things like, uh, stay tuned for Isolate Night tonight. And uh, and it turns out he's, like, this Australian actor. And we're like, what the fuck? He's, like, this middle-aged Australian actor. So we, uh, we like, made our, ourselves a new account, and we started, like, uh, trolling him a little bit, being, oh, like, wow. uh, we, like, tag him in, like, posts, being, like, shout out to Reese Muldoon for hacking our account. And we had uh, comedian Matt O'Brien come on and play our, our arch nemesis, Reese Muldoon. On our <laughs> and like, we were just like, just like destroying this guy's name. That's um, crazy. So they, he, he thought he could destroy you and he just gave you more content. Yeah, exactly. But then uh, suddenly at like 4 a.m. Uh, Isolate Night, our old account messages me being like, uh, hey, uh, can I have the password for the PayPal account? And I was like, no. no? Oh, you can have that. Oh, he, my God. And he's like, well, it, it's hooked up to my email address. So I was like, what's your email address? He's like, isolate night at gmail.com. I was like, no, that's our email address. You did. Yeah. Uh, he's like, well, I, I, well, that's my email address. How does that work? I'm like, that's not how emails work. You're wrong. And nice to try. This is the worst scam attempt ever. Uh, and then uh, he's like, well, uh, how about this? Do you have another email address? And I'll send you one from mine to prove that I have it. And I'm like, okay, fine. So he sends an email uh, from that account. I'm like, oh my God, he does have isolated at Gmail. How does that work? And so after some uh, investigating, I noticed that 
um, I made the PayPal account set up to isolate night at gmail.com. But when I made the email address, I was a little drunk and I made isolate Nate at hotmail.com. Ah, <laughs> oh, whoopsie. And so I had hooked up, I, I, I created an Instagram account for isolate night at gmail.com, uh, which he had made. So basically I made him a Instagram account and uh, all of our donations had been just been going to him. Oh my God. <laughs> And we're like, whoopsie. And so we're like, hey, so sorry about that. Uh, turn And turns out uh, we were talking to uh, an Australian comedian here about this guy, Reese Muldoon. Mm -hmm. Turns out this guy, Reese Muldoon, is actually like the Rod, uh, like the uh, Mr. Rogers of uh, Australia, like the Mr. Dress Up. Like he's beloved. Oh, my God. And you guys have just like, been trying to drag him through the mud. Yeah, and he was, like, mad at us for, like, dragging him through the mud. We're like, no, it's funny. And so we uh, we apologized to Reese. And we're like, hey, uh, can we, like, come on to your show and do, like, a formal apology? And he's like, yeah, sure. And uh, he's like, it's at this time. Uh, but the time difference is so fucked up between yeah, Australia. Yeah, it's, like, 12 and or 13 hours a minute. Yeah, and I I thought, like, we were our, his 9 p.m. was, like, our 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. or, or 7 like the next day but it was actually like the same day so we just missed our time to be on this show oh man and so uh we messaged him again like hey can we do it again and he's ghosted us so yeah. now, we, now we now we hate him again <laughs> oh my god what a story i i because I, I saw some of the the posts about it yeah oh also uh that night that we were supposed to be on his show the other guest was sam o'neill like from jurassic park <laughs> Yeah, like he's a big deal. Holy shit! Yeah, that's crazy. So we just what a, like what a tale. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. It's one of the craziest things ever. But hey, that's show business. That's show. So it's Instagram. So let me see if I get this right. It's Instagram.com/slash Courtney J Gilmore, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we stream from her account. So it's uh, at Courtney J Gilmore, or yeah, if you're on. Which I'll throw that right on the screen here for everyone involved. Yeah. And oh, uh, and if anyone wants to donate, what was the link to the PayPal again? Do you guys uh, still have a PayPal or, or is it is it just Matt Ryan's now? We have a we have a new one now. It's a paypal.me slash isolate night to. Nice. I like it. I love the idea. I want this battle of the brands to survive forever. Oh yeah, me too. Because there's also another isolate night. You remember uh, HQ, the uh, the trivia guys? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, that what's I forget his name, uh, who was like the host of that. Uh, but uh, the white guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started. He started uh, an isolate night too, and he has like Nikki Glazer on and stuff like that. And oh, we're shit. like, well, we're we have the less star power, but ours is definitely the best show. And yours is grassroots. I like it. I like it the best because we got us. Yeah. We got Australia, like Mister Rogers, Australia. We have the yeah. guy from GQ trivia. Those are like our pillars, and then we have this yeah. grassroots telling everyone to go fuck themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the punk uh, rock Wayne's World version of isolate night. Oh, 100%. 100%. And uh, we watched both of the other ones. And, like, no disrespect, but uh, ours is definitely a lot more high energy and mm -hmm. uh, uh, insane. <laughs> yours, yours is just, just, just pure content. Oh, yeah. Ours is just nonsense. And theirs are, like, fine. There's, like, kind of, like, just talk, uh, talking for an hour with mm -hmm. someone. But ours is absolute nonsense with high stakes. <laughs> with absolute stakes. Uh, so... Before we get in the lightning round, really quick, I noticed we have a we have a celebrity cameo in the background of your video there. It's uh, Gargoy Gargolio, is that the name? Gargoylio. Gargoylio. 
Yeah, this is the reason people don't fuck me. <laughs> I am in love with Gorgolio. Gorgolio. Gorgolio, yeah, she's uh, she's pretty sweet. Yeah. She's she's uh, adorable. I love lizards. I think it's great. And I love the relationship that you two seem to have. Oh, yeah. She, she like, yeah, look at her. She's just hugging my fingers. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. She's very, very sweet. And uh, uh, I've been quarantining at my grandparents' house. This is my actual apartment, mm-hmm. but uh, that's better internet. But uh, I've been missing her a lot, so I had her up for the show. Aw. I'm yeah. so glad that we got to get a cameo from Gorgolio. Yeah. Everyone, everyone yeah. liked the video for Gorgolio. No, no, the rest of the conversation doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. Just for our beautiful lizard friend. Uh, we have, so we have one question from social media. Uh, I know you're okay. a big music guy. Uh, Angst for the Memories is, is the name of your, your comedy punk band. That's right. Yes. Do, you, do you label it as a comedy band? Yeah, we do uh, comedy pop punk, yeah. Comedy pop punk band, Angst for the Memories. You can see that on Facebook, I believe, right? That's right, yeah. And on Instagram, yeah. Okay, perfect. If you could go back in time and attend a music concert or event, what would it be? That's our question Ooh. from social media. Oh, good question. Uh, I It probably would have been the Black Parade, uh, uh, My Chemical Romance is the Black Parade Tour. Amazing. Uh, I, yeah, I, a bunch of my friends back in 2006, so I was like, I don't know, grade 10, 11, grade 11, grade 11, yeah. Um, uh, they they got tickets to go see it, and uh, I wasn't allowed to because Ooh. I, like, I it was like it was you know they're expensive tickets mm-hmm. and like I couldn't uh, it wasn't that I wasn't allowed just my parents were like no we can't afford to help you do that and yeah. I didn't have a job uh, I was uh, I had uh, just stopped uh, having a job because my grades were really bad so I needed to like focus on school more mm-hmm. so I couldn't afford it myself and so all my friends went and they said it was amazing and I was really jealous that's so sad I I yeah. I'm in the same boat where where I, I didn't go I actually didn't go to my first concert until I think I was. Uh, t- 20 i think 20 or 21 was my first concert oh yeah oh, yeah cool. I, we didn't we didn't have like the most money for doing stuff like that when i was a kid like like we weren't i wouldn't say like poor per se but we didn't vacation concerts wasn't really the thing we did right. um right. black parade would so did you get tickets to the to the reunion tour at all before it got oh, canceled yeah. i'm actually going with your other guest al val really yeah oh man that is a that is a a, a guy liner super group that i am upset that i'm gonna miss yeah. Yeah, I, I think that I have a feeling that it's probably going to get canceled or moved back to a yeah. different date. September fourteenth, I think. So we'll see. I I hope not because I I did want to go. I don't I I couldn't get tickets, but at the very least, I just want everyone else to go. Like I want to see everyone in Toronto become an emo for a day again. You know what yeah. I mean? Everyone relive their sixteen year old emo phase. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's gonna it, whatever day it's gonna be on. It's gonna be a real a real. Uh, a lot, there's going to be a lot of mascara tears. I'm, I'm so excited for it. So, we've come, we're, we're near the end of the show. We've watched our episode of Street Sharks. We've seen, we've seen your pet, which is, is, is required. We've talked about a lot <laughs> yeah. of different things today. So, we're getting into our last segment, which is the lightning round. So, the way this right. works for, for our lovely guest and for anyone at home who might not know, this is the lightning round. I'm going to put one minute on the clock. Dan Curtis Thompson, I'm going to ask you as many this or that questions as we can get through in that time. We're going to... So it'll be like, it'll be things like uh, uh, hot or cold, uh, tea or coffee, things like that. And I just, whatever's on the top of your head, shoot them out and we're going to compare our scores and see see where we're at in terms of becoming best friends. Big fan, big fan. So if you're ready for that, 
I'm ready to go. Let me get a pen. Let me get a piece of paper. This is this is nothing important, just go. government shit. What was that? Are you writing the questions as you go? I'm just I'm writing the, the answers so I don't forget them. Oh, okay, okay. I'm writing down your answers so I don't forget them. Okay. In three, two, one. Cookies or cake? Cookies. Cats or dogs? Cats. Computer games or console games? Console games. Pop music or rock music? Rock music. Stuffed animals or dolls? Stuffed animals. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. My, my fucking dog. Uh, hot chocolate or coffee? Uh, coffee. Morning or evening? Evening. Text message or call? Uh, call. Uh, libraries or museums? Museums. French or Spanish? French. Summer or winter? Uh, summer. Theater or, uh, theater or cinema? Oh, okay, so movies or plays? Movies or, uh, plays. Uh, love or money? Love. Aw. Uh, books or movies? Books. Tea or coffee? Coffee. That's a hard one for me. Ooh, and there we go. That's our time. I'm going to tabulate our answers. Uh, if anyone's interested, the list of questions we use for this show is lifehacks.io slash this or that questions. So if anyone wants to check the, the questions out, don't, don't spoil yourself, but uh, in case you want to yoink every idea I've ever had, there you go. Uh, so I'm going to tabulate the answers real quick. While I do that, I want you to tell me uh, what is your favorite joke you've ever told. Whoa. Oh, God. What, my favorite joke I ever told? Um, hmm, fuck, dude. I hate all my jokes. <laughs> uh, my favorite joke I ever told. Um, uh, it's, it, that's, it, it is a complicated question because uh, the jokes that I love the most, I've told the most, and now I kind of am, like, tired of, so... Mm. It's weird. It's weird to be like it's my favorite joke because I, it's not anymore. I, <laughs> I've, I've, I've kind of gotten into this place where I've uh, I've been reusing a lot of old recycled material, uh, and you know like riffing on it and uh, coming up with new stuff mm -hmm. around it. But uh, I'm like I'm I, I'm not writing. It. I'm I'm getting into a place where I'm like I need to write kind of like all new stuff. But that being said, I think one of my favorite jokes to do, or the one that I have the most fun telling, is about uh, Teen Jesus. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know if you know it or not, but it's, uh, uh, I mean, like, I grew up Christian. Uh, I'm not anymore, but I, that was my upbringing. Okay. And I always, uh, my, the joke is, without, like, doing stand-up at you, is, right. uh, uh, that like I you know we all know about like baby Jesus in Christmas we know about like how he dies as an adult but we, there's like a whole section of his life teen Jesus that's just been left out mm -hmm. uh, and I just kind of go into how I, I bet he'd be an angsty kid you know like uh, what the Bible passages would have been like one of them uh, the one I had the most fun doing uh, it's, it's such a stupid silly joke is uh, I say uh, uh, like I can imagine the Bible passages being like uh, and then Jesus said unto them welcome to my life <laughs> <laughs> Life is a nightmare, you know. I love that as an idea. So I I have fun with that one the most. Our results are in from the lightning round. 
12 out of 16 answers we have we have we have come together on which is a 75 percent which to me i think that's i think that's pretty high i'd i'd consider us best friends at this point i don't know about you did we become best friends i think we just did we just become best friends i think we became best friends uh so thank you so much Dan Curtis Thompson for being here on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, what do you What are you doing out there? What do you want to plug? Uh, any social medias? Any projects you're working on? Uh, you can follow me on uh, at Dan. Uh, sorry, at DCT Comedy um, on Instagram um, and Twitter. Same thing. Uh, and yeah, I guess just uh, stay tuned for Isolate Night on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. Um, and uh, keep your ears, uh, your eyes peeled, ears peeled, whatever. Keep Keep your ears peeled for, uh, uh, for Comedy Tonight on uh, Comedy Bar Twitch Live. Amazing. Thank you also to all of our best friends listening out there at home. Remember, if you'd like to get a question on the podcast, you can either comment right below, and I, we read every comment. Uh, if you're doing that, make sure also you give a chance to uh, subscribe, like, and share, because it does help us out, even though it is a little bit cliche. Also, you can uh, tweet or Instagram message me at Old King Cake. Uh, if you have any questions you'd like to get on the show, as you saw earlier, we do read questions uh, that fans send in, and we love getting them. Uh, I'd also like to give a special shout-out to Isabel Wing for the intro song for our podcast and Seth Feldman for the outro song of our podcast. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. That's all the time we have for today. And remember, your mom was your best friend at one point, so give her a call. See you next week. Mm-hmm.